Thank you for tuning into the Chapel Valley Church Podcast. Today we wanted to share a special teaching from Pastor Jeremiah Jenin. We hope this message encourages you and builds a deeper level of faith in you. Thank you for joining us and enjoy this message. All right, well, good morning, good morning. Let's go ahead and come together. We're going to continue into our message this morning. And I just want to take a moment and really quick just welcome everybody uh, that is joining us today and those that are joining us online. We just want to welcome you. My name is uh, Jay. I'm the lead pastor here at Chapel Valley Church, and we're honored to have you joining with us as we worship Jesus together. Uh, just a couple of quick announcements that we have before we get into our message this morning. Number one, um, if you have a tithe or an offering that you would like to bring to the Lord, you can do that at any time. We have different ways that you can give, whether that's online or through the app. But we also have an offering box located at the back of the sanctuary. And so when you give, uh, just give with a cheerful heart, give with thanksgiving, um, but you can give at any time. Also, we have our groups. Our groups have begun. We are a couple weeks into this session. And if you are not a part of a group, we want to encourage you get in a group. How many of you know we are better together in those times? I know um, for those that are a part of the group that I am doing right now, those times are refreshing. They are filling. They're times to come together to encourage one another in the Lord. And we need that. We don't want to just be Sunday only Christians. We want to be everyday Christians. And um, the Lord tells us we need to be together. So find a group. You can do that. Uh, there's a few ways that you can connect with us. If you go to chapelvalley.org backslash connect. All right. All of our events, all of these announcements, uh, available groups, everything can be found at chapelvalley.org backslash connect. Also, we are about seven days into our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Um, and that is something that we started last Monday, Jan- January 9th. And it is awesome. Um, as if you've been doing that, anybody been blessed by those, those times with, with the Lord? Amen. It's been powerful. Um, and just it, that is a every day. There is a short devotional with some prayer points. Um, because we believe that when we pray together, not only does God hear our prayers, but there is power in the prayer of agreement. And so it's not too late. If you missed the start of that, you can still sign up for that uh, to receive those daily emails. But you can also follow along by following us on social media, Instagram, Facebook. We're posting them there as well. Um, but we want to start the year off and a posture of prayer. And so um, we invite you to join us as we do that. Also, Solid Life Journals are everyday reading plan. How many of you know we like to read the Bible every day? Amen. And so we have our Solid Life Journals that are available, which has a reading plan, a daily reading plan, and an area where you can write about what God is speaking to you in those life journals. Those are now available at the Welcome Center. I will just say this. We, we had those available last Sunday and we are almost sold out. Amen. That's awesome. And so, um, there's a couple left. We have some more that are on order. And so be sure to stop by the welcome desk. Um, and we will get, have those available for you. Uh, you can also though, if you want a more digital approach, you can follow along with the reading plan by going to chapelvalley.org backslash connect and click on Bible reading. All right. Amen. Who's ready to get into the word? Okay. 
My wife is, is did you know what I was talking about this morning? She, your opening was almost exactly what the message is about. Um, we are, we just began a series called God's Best last week and, um, really talking about how God wants this to be the best year that we've ever had and really what does that look like and how do we position ourselves to receive God's best? And so we began that series and, um, and really emphasizing that our posture really determines how we receive from him. We talked about how in order for us to receive God's best for our life, we must be people that look to him. And we talked about how, what are some ways, key ways that we can look to him. And one of the ways is that we uh, get into the word every day. Another way we saw in Jeremiah 33, 3, it says, call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. And so we're going to continue in this series and we're going to talk about some keys about how to make this a year, a year of God's best And today we're talking about getting our priorities in proper order and first things first. And so the title of today's message is Put God First. Let's say that together. Put God First. Now, you know, some of the things that we're talking about, maybe you've heard some of the scriptures that we're going to talk about. Maybe you've, you, you know, it's like, well, of course we're supposed to put God first, right? It's God, family, and then football, according to a famous coach in the, yeah, uh, but, right? But that we need to have the proper perspective. But I'm going to encourage you, let's approach this with a fresh set of ears because I really do believe that there's something that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you as we get into God's Word together this morning. How of you know he speaks to us through his spirit. Amen. And so let's just open our hearts. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. You know, when we say things like, you know, put God first or first things first, you know, sometimes people are referring to prioritization, right? That we have to have an, a proper order or a proper sequence or necessary events But how many of you know, but for believers, we are looking for God to do things that we cannot do on our own. Amen. We're looking for God to do things in our lives that no matter how, uh, how many life hacks we have, no matter how good we get things in order, no matter how much we have it together. How many of you know our results can only go so far? And of course, to advance in life, yes, we need to prioritize things. But how many of you know God is saying, when you prioritize me, I get to do what I want to do in your life. And so what we're talking about today is more than just good prioritization. It's going to God's word. It's listening to him and making what he says our starting point. And so we're talking about put God first. And so we come to Exodus chapter 20, and I'm going to just open our time with prayer. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we ask that you would come and speak to us, Lord, that you would speak to us a fresh word, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that your word is timeless. Lord, that you are timeless, that you see all things, that you know all things, that you see each and every person here today right where they are. And Lord, we may think we're here because for some reasons or some decisions we've made, but Lord, we believe that you knew right where we would be and right what we would need. And so Lord, we open our heart today to receive your word to us in Jesus name. Amen. 
Amen. Exodus chapter 20, uh, this is the Ten Commandments, and we're looking at verse 3, and this is the very first commandment that God gives. And notice what he says. Exodus 20, verse 3 says, God says, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall have no other gods before me. Notice that God uses the word before. In other words, God is putting an order or a sequence to the way things should be in your life. And he starts off with the very first commandment. God, it's basically God saying, listen, you need this to be your starting point. In order for you to have success in your life, in order for you to do the things that you were created and called to do, you must follow this order. Number one, you shall have No other gods before me. You see, God is saying, I must be first in your life. Everybody say first. First. God has the first place. You see, we don't just serve God because he is one of the sources in our lives. You know, sometimes I think we treat God a little bit like a fire truck, right? You know, you you see fire trucks and they're big, they're bulky, Right? When you're driving next to one on the road, you're like speeding up or slowing down just to kind of get away from them because they take these large round turns and it's like, oh, just get off the road, get out of my way. But how many of you know that when an emergency comes, all of a sudden we're like, come quick, like come right now. Like I need, I needed you here 10 minutes ago, right? Sometimes we treat God that way where we don't really want God a part of our lives. We just want him when we need him. But God is saying, no, for you to experience the best that I have for you, for you to experience my blessing, a revelation of who I am, for me to do a work in your life and in your heart, you must put me first. Everybody say first. First. We must put God first because really we're talking about the creator of all things. We're talking about the one who not only created all things and not only is he the reason that all things exist. How many of you know God is the reason all things are sustained to exist? The reason you can get up in the morning is because he is. He is. The reason you have your breath, the reason you have life is because of who God is. And so not only was everything created by God, but everything is sustained by God. And so when we look to God, we must recognize he's our source. He's my starting point. He's my beginning. He's my today. He's our everything. He is our first. And so God lays this out as the very first commandment. He says, you shall have no other gods before me. God is saying, I must be first. I must have the first place in your life. Nothing else, everything else in your life will be out of order if it doesn't start with me. No matter how hard you try, no matter how much you can do, no matter how much talent or charisma, no matter how much success you've achieved, there are so many people who are deteriorating and being destroyed because they don't recognize, number one, that there is a God, but number two, he must have the first place in your life. He must be first. And so God is saying, if we ignore this reality, 
And we act like we're the ones who provide for ourselves. We're the ones that take care of ourselves. Without, if you don't look out for number one, who will? If we don't, if we don't live in that reality, then we won't experience God's best or His blessing in our lives. But if we do acknowledge Him as God, and that everything that we have and everything that we are is because of Him, how many of you know that's the right position? And so God is saying, I must be first. So how do we put God first? Number one, we put him first in our day. We put him first in our day. My, my daughter is, uh, she's not here today. She's on her way to a volleyball tournament. And she got up very early because you got to get going earlier. And she texts and she's like, the sunrise is so beautiful. And I just happened to be awake and see what she was or see what she was seeing. And it was like this red, pink sunrise. And it was beautiful. It was like fire from the heavens, right? It was like this overwhelming, beautiful scene. And I think sometimes if we would just wake up in the morning and allow the first thought that we would have to be, God, thank you for this day. Thank you for a chance, Lord, to honor you, to live for you, to bless you, to glorify you. You know, it says in Psalm 63, 1, the psalmist says, Oh God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. The psalmist is, is saying, listen, I wake up in the morning and I have an immediate awareness that the creator God has given me this day. That the reason I'm here, the reason I'm breathing, the reason I get to move, I, did, I, uh, I have a, I, I, before, before everything had shut down a couple years ago, uh, I had got, an, we had ordered a Peloton, which is a workout bike. And uh, one of my favorite instructors that really likes to motivate, he, he, one of the things that he said that really stuck with me is it's a privilege to move. And I was like, that's so true. You know, I'm like, I'm 40 years old and I'm like, I feel my age, right? Like I feel things changing in my body to the point where I weigh, I play basketball with my son at, at, on, a, on a weekly basis with it's uh, some kids and some dads. And the next day, all of the dads start texting each other, what hurts, right? Like my knees are on fire, right? Or my back or man, I think I, a couple of weeks ago, I tweaked my ankle. I'm like, I feel my age. Things are changing, right? But how many of you know we can look to God and we start our day with this awareness that the reason I'm here is because of him, that he has blessed. There is no tomorrow that is guaranteed and it is a privilege to move. And so we need to recognize it's not because of what we do though. It's the one who created all things, the one who sustains all things. And so we put him first. And one of the ways that we can put him first is just by waking up and saying, God, I thank you for this day. By looking to him and just praying and saying, God, what do you want to do? Lord, would you glorify yourself in me and through me today? How many of you know that that honors God when we put him first in our day? When we put him first we, and we give thanks, early will I seek you. Another way that we put God first, number two, we put him first in our week. Hebrews 10.25 out of the New Living says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. In other words, God is asking us as believers 
to gather together regularly, to be a part and to make him a priority and put him first in our week. How many of you know we need times like this where we can come together and to pray? There are things that God has reserved to do that will only happen in an atmosphere of believers coming together. Did you know that? Many of us pray prayers like, God, I want to see more of you. That I want to, I want to encourage you, then press in and do the things that he has said to do in the first place. When you come to him in worship, are you worshiping him the way that he has asked you to in the word? When you come and pray, are you praying the way that he has asked you to? When, when you come to church, are you coming to church with an open heart? How many of you know we, if God has said it, we need to do it? And I've heard believers say, well, you, you know, you don't really need church in order to be saved. But how many of you know that's not the right way to look at it? That's not the right approach. Because instead of saying, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? We get caught up in, well, what's the minimum that I can do? You see, God has said what he wants for us, and it's in his word. He lays it out, and here he is in Hebrews 10.25. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. How many of you know we are closer than ever to Jesus coming back? Did you know that? Jesus is coming back. And one of the things he tells us is, and one of the ways that we put him first, we put him first in our week as we gather together as a body of Christ. And so we want this to be a year of God's best, so we must prioritize what God has said and do it his way. You know, I think sometimes we, there's right now the priority, especially over the last couple of years, has become priority of self, priority of me. Priority of what I want. But how many of you know Scripture says your life is not your own? You were bought at a price. If you're a believer in Christ Jesus, you've been bought at a price, and that price was the blood of Jesus. And when you gave Jesus your life, how many of you know he actually took it? Aren't you thankful he took it? Because your old life was doomed to eternal condemnation, but your new life in Christ has fellowship and relationship with the Almighty God has an eternity with him. So when we say, Lord, I give my life to you, how many of you know he takes it? But how many of you know when we say, Lord, that word literally means you are master. You're my decision maker. You're the one that I will follow. But so oftentimes we end up like those that were around Jesus where Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, but you don't do what I say? You see, when we want God's best, we want, we want his best in our life. We want to be blessed by God. We want to do what he's created us to do. We have to do it his way. Amen. And if we don't have time to obey God and do what he wants us to do, then our priorities are mixed up. We must put him first in our day. We must put him first in our week. And number three, we must put him first in our free time. Oh, I'm stepping on some toes now. You know, sometimes we like to think as, well, free time is me time, right? Free time is where I get to do what I want to do, right? And, and I give God Sunday, that's his time, but the rest of the week, that's my time, right? And I get to do what I want and when I want. I get to do the things that I enjoy. But how many of you remember what Jesus said in Matthew six thirty three, when he said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Seek first. Seek what? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things. What are these things? 
It's all the things that everybody else is after. All the things that people are seeking. All the things that people are chasing. All the things that people are working for. How many of you know Jesus has that for you? But Jesus is saying, but you got to seek me first. You have to prioritize me. You must look to me. You must do what I say. And I will add all these things. Everybody say all these things. All these things to you. I don't know if some of you are like me, but sometimes we wait until crisis to seek him. I don't know about you, but maybe some of you have had a problem and you faced a situation and you did everything that you could do to fix that situation. You sought advice from friends and family. You went to Google, right? You looked for options. You looked for good advice. You did everything that you can do. And then all of a sudden, when you have no other options, you say, God, I come to you. I'm seeking you first. How many of you know that's not seeking God first? That's seeking God last. But see, when we look back at those times, we got to recognize where our heart really is. Are we actually seeking God first? Or are we just looking at him as one of the options? Are we looking at him as the, the genie in the bottle or that fire truck that when there's an emergency, God, I need you, but otherwise I got this all under control. I can handle this. You see, Jesus is saying you must seek first. Now, how many of you know Jesus is so good that when, even when you do get off or maybe you didn't seek him first, how many of you know you can come to him and say, Jesus, I'm so sorry that I didn't come to you. Lord, I commit to seek you first from this point forward. You are my source. How many of you know he does respond to that? He's good. He's a good God. But how much better would it be if we just take God at his word and we said, Jesus, you said seek first. I will seek first. You know, I remember there was, it was, it was a while back. There was a, I was praying and asking the Lord for some breakthrough in our finances. And I remember just kind of things were tight. Things were tough. And I just remember, Lord, I, I feel like this is not sustainable, Lord, but you are my source. You are my provider. And so, Lord, I'm calling on you. And I remember not too long after I began praying, there was an investment opportunity that became available. And it sounded good. It sounded, I was like, this makes a lot of sense. Like this, this seat, there's like no way this can go bad. That's a red flag. Okay. But there's no way, right? This is a guarantee. This is a slam dunk. But how many of you know, so often when we start praying for something and the first opportunity that pops up, we say, oh, it must be God because I was praying about that. But how many of you, and, and, and how many of you know God does open doors, but how many of you know the enemy opens doors too? And so I remember I was, I, I remember and I was like, oh, oh I'm, I'm going to, I think I'm going to do this. I think we're going to move forward on this. Let's, let's, let, I think we're good. And I remember there was something on the inside that said, seek me first. And I was like, all right, I'm going to pray about this. And so I went to the Lord and I knew on the inside, this is not it. This is not it. And looking back, it turned out to not be the greatest thing. And there was many people that fell into this investment and it did not work. It did not smart people, talent, not gullible people. This was not like a scheme or it just didn't work. How many of you know God knows what needs to happen? 
and he knows how to provide for your need. Amen? But it requires us to seek him first. Not just make assumptions. We need to know, God, are you in this or not? How many of you know when we seek him, he will answer? When we seek him with all of our heart. And so this is why Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. All these things will be added to you. Notice, you're not the one that adds them. God adds them. Can we live our life in a way that puts God first so much that we say, God, it is not about what I can do. It's not about what I can accomplish, but that we literally say, God, all, when I seek you first, you promise that you all will take care of me, that all things will be added to me. We don't need to add them to ourselves. How many of you know it's not people that will add to you? It's not opportunities that will add to you. It's not your success. It's not your career. Jesus said, no, I am the one who will add to you when you seek me first. Now, will God use people? Sure. Will God use opportunities? Of course. But we must know God is in this. Amen? We must know. And how do we know? Because we seek him. Because we put him first. Amen? We want to make sure God is the one doing it. Proverbs 10.22 says, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. How many of you know that when God blesses, there's no back kick? There's no extra shot to the gut, right? Sometimes you get the blessing, but you pay for it. You know what I mean? Where you think it's good, but you're suffering on the inside. There's sorrow. How many of you know when God brings the increase, when God adds to you, there's no sorrow with it? You know that you know that you know that I am in God's perfect place because I seek him first. The other way that we need to put him first is we put him first in our finances. In our finances. How many of you know what you do with your money reveals where your heart is? When you look at your bank statement and you look at where that's going, it shows you what you put your trust in, what you're really searching for. Proverbs 3, verse 9 says, Honor, the, it got really quiet in here. Is everybody okay? Am I stepping on toes? I had a pastor that would always say that. He said, Am I stepping on your toes? Because I meant to go for the throat, right? <laughs> Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord. Everybody say, Honor. Honor the Lord. What are we to do? Honor the Lord. What does the Lord want from us? Honor me. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. How many of you know God not only promises that he will provide for your needs, he wants to bring an overflow to your life. He wants to bring an overflow so that you can be a blessing, so that he can be glorified. I mean, doesn't that just sound so nice? Where it's like, not only do I have enough money at the end of the month, rather than it's the end of the month and I don't have enough money. <laughs> How many of you know that when we honor the Lord with our finances, with our first fruits, not only does it honor him, but he promises to provide and to bring overflow. 
overflow and increase. You see, God wants to bring blessing to our lives because we honor him with our finances. Notice it says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with your first fruits of all your increase. That means the first of your increase goes to him. You know, I know there, there's a lot of people that are, when they bring their offerings to the Lord, they like to do it in person. They like to put it in the offering box or they like to, you know, come and approach it and say a prayer. And that's all really good. But for me, I find one of the most satisfying things is that as soon as something goes into my account, it goes to the Lord first. I get to give it online. I get to do it right then and there. And I just say, God, thank you. Lord. I honor you with our first. I honor you with the best. I'm not going to pay the mortgage first. I'm not going to pay the bills first. I don't want it to go to a bank first. God, I want the first of what increase you've brought to my life. I want that to go to you. It says, honor the Lord with your first fruits. The first fruits and the tithes are closely, closely related. You know, when people had crops, how many of you know the first yield would often, it would come from like a tree or some harvest or some plant and it would ripen and God would say, I want that first amount. I want that first increase, that first fruit to go to me. Now, how many of you know that first fruit was never the majority? It was just the first. And that's what the Lord is saying. When you trust me, it shows me that you are putting me first, that you are trusting in me, that I am your provider. Will you do what I say? Honor the Lord with your first fruits. Because this is a part of seeking him. When we give him our first, we're saying in our heart that he's the one that we put our trust in. You know, I remember growing up, and I know my wife and I have talked about this before, but thankfully we grew up in homes where our parents honored and loved the Lord. In fact, my parents are here somewhere. There they are. Say hi. And I just remember growing up, and and I remember my mind at a pretty young age recognized I didn't have all the same stuff that all the other kids had necessarily. I didn't have the newest kicks or the I, the Jordans. Uh, my, my son got a pair of Jordans, and I call them the Jays, right? And he got those slick Jays, like they're super cool. And I didn't have all of that, but I, what I saw was my parents, no matter how tight things would get, I would see them every Sunday write a check and give thanks to the Lord and put their trust in Him. And I just want... That shaped me in a way because I remember at a young age thinking like, you know, I could get some nice new shoes with that check you're writing. But I want you to know what it modeled to me that they were looking to God as their provider, the one that they put their trust in. And I will tell you this, their life was blessed. And the Lord brought increase and all those things that I was felt like I was missing out on. How many of you know all those things happened? Why? Because they put God first. And I saw it firsthand. I know my wife has a similar story of just seeing her mom working hard, but always tithing. In fact, is it okay if I share what that, that, that was like the thing that, yeah, she, she, there was a time in my wife's life where she was like, man, I felt so far from the Lord, but I never stopped tithing. How many of you know that that is honoring the Lord? And that even though we may feel like we're not measuring up, that when we get, bring our offering to the Lord, that shows us where our heart is. And when we bring it to him, he honors that. We honor him, 
he honors us. Amen. And we become blessed. We recognize him as our provider. We're putting things in the proper alignment. I am telling you, listen, there is a time that's coming where the money that we rely on won't get you where you need to go. We need to determine in our heart right now who our source and who our provider is. Amen? We honor him when we give him our first. And so we must put God first. And when we do, he promises to bless us, to resource us, to provide for us. But how many of you know it's not God saying, I need all that you can get? How many of you know that's not his heart? His heart is to get us into an alignment. Because we so quickly can get off track. Where our days become, we go days without even thinking about God. We go weeks without even giving him a thought. We go, we go through our free time and we just make it all about ourselves and what we can do and what we can accomplish. But what would it look like if we put him first in those areas? What would God do through you and in you when we actually do put him first? When we take him at his word and we say, God, I'm not going to do it my way anymore. I'm going to do it your way. And I can only imagine the joy that it would bring the father's heart, not because, oh, look at their tithing. Now the church can look good. No, no, no. They're tithing because they're honoring me. Their heart is in alignment with who I am. With what I've done. And now I get to pour out my blessing on them because they're in the proper place. And you guys see what I'm saying? But when we don't do it God's way, we get out of an alignment. It's like a, it's like having a car, right? And I don't know if you've had a car that's out of alignment, but you, you know, you're going 20 and it's okay, right? You go 40, it's like, all right. And then you get on the freeway and you're like, you know, dune bugging it, right? Like you're bouncing all over the place. How many of you know when things aren't in proper alignment, all the things begin to fall apart. Things stop functioning. One thing leads to another, and all of a sudden we get to this crisis moment. We say, God, where are you? But God's saying, I've been here the whole time. I need you to do what I've asked because you need to be in alignment in order to, to operate the way that I've created you to operate, to do what I've called you to do. Are we getting this? You see, the Father's heart is he wants to give you the very best. And aren't you thankful that we serve a God that already gave everything? For God so loved the world that he gave his son. We did a study just about a month ago. We had a a message where God gave his delight. He gave his best. He gave Jesus for us. And I don't know about you, but I'm so thankful that Jesus, that we where Jesus is delight and that he loved us so much that he came for us. That we would have life with him forever. That whoever believes in him would have life with him forever. Aren't you thankful that that's his heart, that that's the God we serve? Amen? We must put God first in our day, in our work, in our free time, in our finances, with our attention. Can we just do this this morning? Can we just stand? Can we just... Uh, give our attention to the Lord. Let's just respond to the Lord right now.
And I know maybe some of you are here and you're saying, man, I've heard some of this before. I know God needs to be first, but I, I just pray right now that as we respond, that the Holy Spirit would begin to open your eyes into the subtle adjustments that you can begin to make to get even greater revelation of who God is. But can we just pray this? Just say, God, thank you for your word. Thank you for reminding us who you are in our lives. That you are almighty God, creator of all things, and that you deserve the first in our lives. I give you my attention. I give you my obedience. Forgive me for not putting you first. And I commit to do that from this day forward in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray over every person here. Lord, we're going through this series not just to figure out what we can get from you. No, God, we don't want the stuff. God, we want more of you. We want a greater revelation of who you are, of what you've done for us, of the things that you have for us today. Lord, we, we want to be a people who are led by you, who are filled with your spirit, who spend time with you in your presence. And Lord, I pray a blessing over every person here, Lord, that has committed to put you first, Lord, that you would bring about a new revelation of your heart and your love to each person here. Lord, that we would not be the same, but Lord, that as we commit to follow you, to obey you, to put you first, to acknowledge who you are in our lives, Lord, that you would pour out your love in every space. Lord, I pray that every home in this place would be filled with your peace filled with your love, filled with uh, reconciliation in Jesus' name, that where there is brokenness, you would bring healing. Lord, not because of what we do, but Lord, because we are people who honor you and put you first. And these are this is everything that you want to do. And so, Lord, we receive what you have for us. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that as we make the adjustments, Lord, would you show yourself. Lord, would you invade our spaces? Would you invade our schedules? Lord, we want to bring glory to your name. Lord, we want to bring glory to you. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 My, my hope is, is that this morning we're not just hearing a teaching, that we're not just going through some scripture but that you're hearing the Father's heart and that he is calling. That he's saying, I want to show you more. I want to do more. I have more for you. But how many of you know we just, sometimes we just need those reminders. We need those truths to just get us back. Get us back into an alignment. Maybe you've been functioning out of alignment for some time. But how many of you know when we pray prayers like that, say, Jesus, I'm coming back to you. I'm putting you first. I'm putting you in your proper place. How many of you know the Lord can work with that? And I declare he's doing a new work in you. So um, something he was, I, I was reminded of, you know, um, the other day when my kids come home, 
there is something in me that jumps. Like if, if it's, they're coming from friend's house or whatever, there's a, I, 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 re- I recognize this, that all of a sudden I hear their voices. I'll be upstairs and I'll hear their voices. And inside of me, literally something jumps. It gets, there's an excitement, there's an anticipation. And it's not because I have these perfect children who are doing all the right things, who are doing, you know, they talk to me in the best possible way. And like, or, you know, it's not because I, I even have this idea. I, I'm fully aware of who my kids are. In spite of that, in, in that, all of that, I want you to hear the beauty. Because I love my children with everything. But when I hear their voice, when they've been away and I hear that they're home, there is nothing that brings me more joy. Just hearing them, they're not saying, hey, mom, I could just hear them downstairs. A dog is barking. It's all of a sudden. There is a delight and a joy when I hear their voice and they've come home. And I was reminded of that as Jay was talking about putting God first, that wherever you find yourself in your relationship or whatever you think his perception of you is or whatever keeps you away from putting him first, I just want you to know there is a joy and a delight when he hears you. There's a joy and a delight when we come to spend time with him that it's not based on our works. It's not based on how well we did all of the things of putting him first, but there is a deep relationship that when he created you, he created you to be in relationship with him. And so whatever your barrier might be, wherever you find yourself, I just want to encourage you and say, he delights when you're in his presence. He's delights when you say, oh, heavenly father, good morning. Your voice brings a delight light to him, that the creator of the universe looks and delights to hear your voice. Isn't that amazing that when you are coming into his presence, when we're singing out to him, there is a delight. We sing that song, like, let your words be, my words be an incense to you, a delight to you. And so I just want to encourage you that it's not about works. It's not about how well you're performing, that as Pastor Jay has been speaking, it really is about positioning ourselves in relationship with someone who delights to see you and hear hear from you and desires relationship with you. Amen. Well, we're going to we're going to close our time and if you if you are in one, a couple different places. Number 1, if you need prayer for healing, we just had a healing testimony this morning that someone someone was prayed for um, at a at a group gathering and they were healed, their shoulder was healed. Um, if you need healing, come and come and we would love to pray for you. If you would like to give your life to the Lord, come, let's talk, we'll pray with you. Um, or if you have a testimony or if we've never met, come, I, we'd love to meet you. But we're going to spend a few minutes up here, but everybody else do this, put a big smile on your face, know that God is good and tell someone he lo- you love them uh, as you're dismissed. But we will see you here next Sunday at 10 o'clock. Don't forget if you need a life journal um, or if you would like to uh, join the 21 days of prayer, just stop by our welcome desk and we'll get you connected there. But otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. God bless you and go ahead and tell someone God is good. You're dismissed. God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Chapel Valley Church. We want to hear from you, so please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at info at chapelvalley.org. We hope you stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching Chapel Valley Church. You can also stay updated by visiting our website, chapelvalley.org.